Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today is March 28th, 2009, and this has been an absolute great day. It's been an absolute great week for me. Um, I'm just excited every time I get a chance to come and talk to you and, and give you nuggets of wisdom and maxims for success and things like that. It, it just makes me excited, and I'm, I'm honored that you take the time each week to come on the show and listen to the show or even download the podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, like I said, I couldn't do this without you. And I just want to let you know how thankful I am for you. I'm thankful to God that he, he allowed me to be able to speak to you. And before we go any further, as I always do every week, I, in thanking God for this opportunity, I release this show over to his Holy Spirit to do with me as he would see fit for you so that we can go forth in power now. And knowing that somebody's going to hear this show, all my audience out there, you're going to hear somebody's going to hear something today that's going to absolutely be a dynamic force for you. It's going to change your life. I guarantee it. So we're going to get started. I'm uh, again, like I said, I'm very excited about this opportunity. I got some dynamic guests coming on the show today. I mean, this is just going to be a very powerful day. Um, but like I said, and going forward, I actually had a chance to do something before the show today, and I actually watched uh, part of the Women's Final Four. Uh, I watched the game between the University of Maryland and Vanderbilt. And I normally don't watch women's basketball, not that I have anything against it. I just, you know, a lot of times don't get a chance to watch it. And I was watching it. I went to go get pick up, get something to drink, and I, and I saw it. I saw the game on it was on ESPN, and I was watching it. And there was this young lady playing for Maryland named uh, Marissa Coleman. And she was absolutely on fire. You could see it. It's almost like you can see her cutting through the defenses and things like that. And what I found out earlier before, the day before, um, she had actually declared in an interview that she refused to let her team be defeated. She stated that she refused to let her team be defeated. In saying that, she had this weight on her now. She had to go out and perform. Well, her team was down most of the game today. They were they were down by as many as 18 points and never led the game until about 50 seconds left in the game. Now, here's the here's the most brilliant thing about it. The final score was 78 to 74 and uh, Maryland actually won pulled it out and won the game. But Marissa Coleman scored 42 points. She scored more than half of her team's points after she went out and said that she refused to let her team be defeated. And that is absolutely amazing to me. She accounted for more than half of her team's points. She got 15 rebounds, so she even gave her team more opportunities to score. Even when she didn't, even if she didn't score, she got the ball back for them so they could score. And it just let me know that, you know, just bringing today today's lesson was going to be, you know, geared towards that same theme of how to ensure victory over defeat. And I just watched this woman just dazzled the crowd. She was absolutely phenomenal just watching her play. She scored 42 points in a women's basketball game, which is really, and she actually even set a school record today. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was absolutely dynamic. And it, it goes to show you that when you put your mind on something, that you can do it. So I'm setting the table for for what we have for you today. I want to go ahead and, again, every week you know I give you um, presidential wisdom and divine intervention. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Our divine intervention for today 
is taken from Isaiah 1 and 17, which states, learn to do well. I'll repeat that again. Learn to do well. In learning to do well, it's important to understand that learning is an activity that you have to engage in. Anybody can teach you. They're great teachers all around the world, all around the globe. They're great teachers. They're great teachers in some of the classrooms, even in America today. But as much as a great teacher can teach, it's nothing until it's learned. As much as a great teacher can teach, it's nothing until it's learned. Learning is the activity of the student. It's up to the student to, to actually take the information that's being handed to them and actually learn it. So in learning to do well, you're going to always be presented with situations that you may not know how to deal with, but there's always information for you to help you, you know, maneuver and, and make things work. There's always going to be teachers. There's always going to be instructions. I know now if there's anything I ever need to do, I can look on the Internet and find and just by in a click of a few, uh, within a few seconds, I can actually find just about anything I'm looking for. Any information that I need is at my fingertips with, you know, the computer and the Internet which is, you know, is one of the most beautiful things about this information age, that you, if there's something that you need, if there's something you don't know, you can research it. So that, that's our divine intervention for today. Learn to do well. And in learning to do well, be active in learning. Be active in the teaching process. Be active in the learning process. And I guarantee you that if, you look for, if it's something that you need, the answer lies in this universe. The, the answer is, is definitely present. So learn to do well. Which leads us into today's presidential wisdom, which is, uh, if you've been listening, it's definitely a, something I've given you before. And like I say, each week I give you a, a presidential wisdom, from, a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And today's presidential wisdom is, if you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. I'll repeat that. If you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you will make progress. Again, if you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. I know you, you often hear quotes like, Rome wasn't built in a day, um, and things like that. And th this is something to remember. Greatness doesn't come to you overnight again going back to, the, to our divine intervention for today learn to do well in going to do the things that you've been called to do it, it won't always be easy to do what you have to do it won't always be you know peachy keen but if you're willing to to get it if you're willing to to be great you can have it you can have anything if you're willing to, if you're willing to do what it takes to get it i know i have a quote on my uh my Facebook page, my Facebook status this week says, "Greatness is going to cost you. Are you willing to pay the price? What are, are you willing to pay the price? It's going to cost you to be great, but are you willing to pay the price? Well, that's that's what keeps you on the path. If you know that you've been called to do something great, be great at it, and stay on the path. Because guess what? You're going to face adversity, and things are going to get difficult." And sometimes people are not going to like you. And sometimes people are going to disagree with you. And sometimes things are just going to seem like they're just so unfair. They're just, why, is it, why me? Why me? But if you're willing 
if you're willing to be great and you're willing to stay on the path and you're willing to keep walking down the path, I guarantee you that one day, eventually, you're going to meet up with progress and you're going to meet up with greatness. So that's our uh, presidential wisdom and my uh, two cents on it. I'm going to go into the lesson I have for you. It's just a dynamic lesson. Again, keeping up with the theme of, you know, defeat is not an option. Also, how to ensure victory over defeat. I have come up with seven steps for you to execute for how to ensure victory over defeat. The first step for how to ensure victory over defeat is to believe it. Believe that you can be victorious. Believe that you can be victorious. Believe that you can be victorious. One thing about life, um, there's you'll have people who, who you see that they're doing great things. You have people who you see who are not doing great things. And most times, people, it's just a choice. It's just a matter of what people chose to believe. You can choose to believe the truth or you can choose to believe a lie. You know, even in the Bible, it tells us that if you can, if I can believe, if thou can believe, then all things are possible. Well, you have to have that mentality if you, if you expect to be victorious over anything that may come to defeat you, sickness, illness, you know, financial setbacks, you know, even the state of the economy, you know, governmental uh, issues, whatever could be going on, could be issues with your family. If you believe that you can be victorious, then it is possible for you to be victorious. So it starts with a belief. Believing what you believe also changes what you think. What you believe also changes what you think. So if you're believing something, whatever that, is, that something is, it's going to change the whole pattern of your mind. Because once you believe something, your mind is so strong that it creates a blueprint. It creates a ladder to get you there. It, cre it creates whatever is necessary to get you to that, that place. It will do it. So it's really important what you decide to believe. Step two for how to ensure victory over defeat is after you believe something, like we just said, what you think has, will change. So you begin to envision things differently. And step two is to envision victory. So what I'm saying is that you have to see yourself victorious before you can become victorious. You have to actually absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that victory is for you. You have to know without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what it looks like, that this picture in my mind is the picture for me. And envision victory. You know, a lot of times, you, you know, you hear people saying that you have to be, begin with the end in mind. In other, in other words, you get the picture, you get the finished product in your mind first of what things, how things should go before you move out on them. In other words, you spend time imagining how, how can this thing work? How, can, how, can, how will it look? How is it supposed to look? Well, you do that by envisioning how things are supposed to look. You envision your victory. You envision yourself doing well before you actually do well. I watched the movie uh, Rocky. I, know I use this quote a lot, that uh, during training sessions, Rocky would, would be sparring and, and, and doing whatever it was necessary to, to get ready for a fight. And his trainer, Mickey, would come up to him and tell him, Rocky, if you see yourself doing good, you do good. Well, that's what I'm here today to tell you. Envision yourself victorious. Because if you see yourself victorious, you become victorious. Step number three to how to ensure victory over defeat is to proclaim it. Proclaim it. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So that means the words that come out of your mouth are powerful. They're either going to produce life or they're going to produce death. 
and it's your choice what they produce. The words that come out of your mouth are going to either produce life or they're going to produce death, and it's your choice which which words you choose to use. I always tell people that if you know if you want something, you know everything everything's going to line up. If you really want to do something, if you really believe that you can do something, then everything starts lining up. That means that your thoughts start lining up, and that means also what comes out of your mouth lines up with what you're believing. If you believe that you can do all things, then your what you let come out of your mouth is going to proclaim. I believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I believe it. And what you believe, you're going to speak. And what you speak, you begin to hear yourself say. Whatever you hear, faith comes by hearing also. So that's why the words that come out of your mouth are so important. You have to make sure that no matter what is going on around you, that the words that you choose to use are uplifting, they're motivating, they're encouraging, even to be encouraging to someone else that may not know how to move forward. You know, even when you hear those words, it, it empowers you as well. So you have to proclaim your victory. You have to proclaim your victory. Just like the, the young lady we, we mentioned earlier, Marissa Coleman from the University of uh, Maryland, she said yesterday in an interview that she refused to let her team be defeated. Now, after she said that, she went out and actually did it. She She took the team on her back, on her shoulders, and actually she would not be defeated. And if you if you can see replays of this on ESPN later today or you know later as you hear this podcast, go look at the game from um, between Maryland and um, Vanderbilt women's basketball today. It was absolutely phenomenal to watch Marissa Coleman playing because she was absolutely on fire. You can see it. You can see that she had absolutely sold herself on victory and nothing less. So much so to the point that the team never led until 50 seconds in the, left in the game. But she had sold herself on victory over defeat. She was she would not be defeated. She would not be denied, and she, because she had proclaimed it. Number four, the fourth step for how to procl- how to ensure your victory over defeat is plan for it. Plan for it. Again, like I said, everything starts lining up once you believe something. And once you believe it, and you envision it, and you proclaim it, you have to plan for it. Well, what you're planning for is that vision that you're seeing. It's like an artist paints a picture, but the only way we can see the picture on the canvas is because they already saw the picture in their mind. We're just seeing what they've been seeing for months and years, maybe. If you see a great uh, a great screenplay, you see a great um, anything, like a book, anything, anything that's created that was, was, was first created in someone's mind. And with, with that vision that the person had in their mind, they wrote down the plans of how to get there. And you have to create a plan. Um, Proverbs 16 and 9 says that the heart of man devises a plan, but God actually directs his steps. There's something supernatural in planning. If you can come up with a plan of action and you can move out on it, at this point now you you just partner with God. because And now you become unstoppable in this plan. As long as this plan does not, you know, include hurting somebody else, you become unstoppable with this plan. Um, and you have to be ready to, to, to come up with plans. You have to write plans down. You have to, you know, write the vision, make it plain. You have to be ready to, to plan out how you're going to be victorious. So after you believe it, after you believe you can have victory or defeat, after you envision victory over defeat, after you proclaim victory over defeat, and after you plan 
victory over defeat. The fifth step is to associate with victory. Associate with victory. In other words, victory and victorious living, people, it, it's like this. If you want to be a success, then you associate with successful people. You associate with, you go where successful people go, and you do what successful people do because champions do what other champions do. I say that a lot. Champions do what other champions do. So if you want to be a champion in any arena, you follow the champions in that arena, and you'll you'll pick up secrets and and little keys to how they're how they've been successful. You know, one thing that you know people will always tell you is that if you want to be successful at something, find somebody who's been successful at it and learn from them. Again, going back to what we talked about earlier in our divine intervention, learn to do well. Learn what, what, what champions do if you want to be a champion. That's what the title of the show is about, creating a championship standard of living. I'm, I, it, and I don't proclaim to know everything, but I proclaim to know some things. And the things I do know, I can give to you freely. And, it, and if I don't know them, I, guess what? I'm bringing on guests who actually are dynamic people who can actually give it to you. So associate with victory. Associate with victorious people. Associate, you know, read articles. Um, like I said, the information age has brought information right to your fingertips. Go on the Internet. Research, you know, how to do this. You know, I want to learn how to salsa dance. There, there's people in, in the Atlanta area that know how to salsa dance and are great teachers at it. And now I, all I have to do is just go look for who, you know, the, the closest place maybe or, you know, the, a good feeling I may pick up from, you know, looking at the and researching the different types of um, studios that offer the um, the tutorials and the, the teaching because I want to associate with people who, who know how to do this. This is something I want. So I associate, you know, myself with those things that I want. So everything's lining up now. Okay, I believe it. I believe I can be victorious. I've, I've already envisioned being victorious. I'm proclaiming be, being victorious. I'm planning. I've already created a plan for victory. And now in that plan, I am associating with victory. So I'm now picking up keys on how to even operate on a greater scale. After I've done all those things, the sixth step is to work for it. And you have to work. You have to work. The principles of success don't work unless you work them. The only time that you'll see, you know, success come before work is in a dictionary. So you have to be willing to work for that which you want. And, you know, don't expect everything to be handed to you, but, you know, if you when you move out on your goals, things will happen for you. Supernatural doors will be open for you. I guarantee that to you because I'm speaking firsthand. It happens for me. <laughs> so you got to move out on those things that, that matter to you, and you got to work it. Once you got a plan, you got to work it. Once you, you know, you've done all this, everything else you can do, stand up and work that plan. So you believe that you can be victorious over defeat. You envision it. You proclaim it, you work, you plan for it, you associate with it, and you work for it. And after you've done all those things, the seventh and final step for how to ensure your victory over defeat is to expect it. Expect it. You have to expect something to get something. If you don't, the, the expectancy is so important to any dreamer, to any visionary, to anybody who's ever, you know, planned to accomplish anything. You have to expect that you can be victorious at it because all of those steps don't work unless the expectancy is there. You have to expect something. You, you've given all this. You've put all this stuff forward. you put all this effort forward. You've got to expect something. It's like when you plant a seed into the ground, over time 
it's supposed to produce a harvest. But you have to expect it. <laughs> you have to expect it. So those are my five keys, excuse me, my seven keys to help you ensure victory over defeat. Believe it, envision it, proclaim it, plan for it, associate with it, and expect it. Okay, people, I, I, I'm just, this is dynamic stuff, and I, I know it's going to help you, so I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Um, if, whenever you hear this show, feel free to leave me comments on, this, on the blog show, or you can email me. You can email me at mileswmiller at gmail.com. And I love hearing, you know, results that you may have gotten from the, the lessons I teach. This this is good stuff for me, too, because it lets me know that, you know, the things I'm teaching you are really working. And um, like I said, become active in uh, the learning process. So without further ado, we're going to move into our interviews. Um, I Like I said, today I've got some dynamic guests that are, you know, just going to bring to you some keys and success and principles for success. Uh, our first guest is a second-year MBA student at the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan with an emphasis in strategic marketing. Born and raised in Detroit, our, uh, our guest is a graduate of Cass Technical High School and a musician by trade and education. He studied material science and engineering and music technology as an undergrad at the University of Michigan. He also entered, entered the entertainment industry right after he graduated and worked as an ADR marketing representative for Universal for the Universal Music Group before starting his own label, Muse Recordings, with his business partner Mike Muse. As an engineer turned musician or musical entrepreneur, he toured the he toured with national recording artists and secured partnerships with major brands like Starbucks, McDonalds and the NBA. All while writing and recording material for his own artists and marketing his own label's releases, Mark's project. Currently, while completing his MBA, our guest works for Apple Computers, specifically in iTunes Partner Marketing Group. In this role, he manages all digital content and strategic online marketing initiatives for iTunes' partnership with Nike and iTunes' large-scale college-university marketing campaigns. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce to, my, to you my audience, Mr. Marcus Collins. Marcus, are you Hey, Miles. How's, yeah, how's it going, Miles? Everything's good, sir. It's good hearing from you. Yeah, man, it's been a minute now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm excited about it, man. I, I've been hearing some really good things about, you know, what you've been doing as far as, you know, doing your music and, and, and you know, just let the people know how, how has it been going for you. It's been going well. But before we get into that, I wanted to make sure I acknowledge that, man, you're doing some really, really cool things. I've been hearing stuff about you as well, man. Um, I actually remember you being kind of on this, this kind of road when we were in undergrad where you were part of Heads and just about educating people and empowering young people. I think that's great, man. I hope you keep it up, and I'm glad that you, uh, Thank you, you tapped sir. me to kind of contribute here wherever I can. Thank you, sir. But I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, it's an honor for me to be able to do this, but I, like I said, I want to be able to put people in position to live their dreams, and I think you know, hearing hearing the stories that you're getting ready to tell us, um, I know it will empower somebody to go out and do something great, and and be a part of a greater movement than just sitting on the couch eating potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, how how has it been for you, man? You know, you're living a dream. You're you're touring the country. You know, you got 
people like McDonald's and Starbucks and, and the NBA, you know, paying for you to go live your dream? How how has it been for you to tour the world, tour the world, and perform your music? You know, it's been it's been quite a ride. Um, I started off, you know, thinking coming to Michigan, thinking, hey, I'm gonna be an engineer, like, gonna work at 3M or Procter and Gamble or something like that. Something very traditional. Actually, I was kind of excited about it. I didn't think I was thrilled, so I was like, hey, I could do this. It's something I was looking forward to, and right around in my third year of college, I was like, you know what, so feel fulfilled, but I can't, I didn't see myself waking up every morning saying, you know what, I want to, you know, work on polymer processing. It just <laughs> didn't, it didn't fulfill me, and right. my whole life had always been involved in music, and when I, when I got up in the morning, it's the first thing I thought about in some form of fashion, whether it's performing, you know, theory, whatever the case may be, I just, like, this is what I'd love to do, I need to be a part of this in some way. Um, I remember going home right after my, my sophomore year of college and saying, hey, mom and dad, I think I know what I do for, for a living. I know, I, want, I know what I want to do the rest of my life. And they're like, okay, shoot, give it to me. And I'm like, I think I want to write music. <laughs> they're like, you've got to be crazy. You, know, like, this is, you must be out your mind. Like, this is insane. Like, we didn't send you to Michigan to get an engineering degree so you can, quote, unquote, make beats or whatever right. the case may be. Right. Um, so I... I we, we fought the Battle of Jericho that night, let me tell you. It was, uh, <laughs> it was quite a battle. Um, but we walked out saying, you know what, I'll get the degree here because, you know, it is a good thing to have. It's a good foundation to have as far as right. looking at problems, you know, with analytically and using logic to solve problems. But once I finish, you know, now, I can, now the world's my oyster. It's like, you know, figure out what you want to do once you're done, but get it done first. Right. And I was like, you know, you're right, and thank God they kind of – fought me on that because it was a great foundation to have right so coming out of michigan i got an internship with universal and i did marketing there and it was great i got an offer there and i, I worked there for for a little over a year well a little under a year actually and i was just like you know what this is great i learned a lot but i'm not really doing what i set out to do which is like you said like you got to claim it like right. this is not what i wanted to do like it's great to learn this stuff but i'm not fulfilled right um, I had pitched the idea of, I mean, during the time I was like writing music and working in studios, things like that, and I had pitched this idea of like, hey, I would love to just write music and let someone to take care of the business side of things. And like, I wanted someone I could trust that could walk in a room and just talk to anybody. And the first right. one that came to mind was Mike Muse. Like, you know, Miles, you know right. Mike. He's just right. that kind of guy. A dynamic guy. He's a dynamic it, personality. <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, all right, Mike, let, let's do this. I pitched it to him. He was like, you know what? This is great because I'm not fulfilled with what I was doing at the time either. So he was living in Florida. He quit his job. Two weeks, moved up to Detroit, and we started what is now Muse Recordings. Okay. And that, you know, it wasn't like bang, bang, boom, and all came together. It was, it was a lot of uh, hot and ready pizza slices we were eating over <laughs> that time. Like, <laughs> things didn't just come together, man. We right. we. We tried every way to kind of make our way into the industry. You know, we we were like selling tracks to people. We were I was running a studio at the time, so we were using that to kind of fund the label. <laughs> we're man, we went we met with just about every A and R executive at just about every major label and their subsequent partner labels, pitching our music and the idea, and we got a lot of no's. A couple, okay, let's think about it. Let's talk but nothing really solidified. And okay. after doing this for about four years, literally four years beating the pavement, you know, Mike just said, let's stop pretending to be a label and let's be a label. Wow. I was like, exactly, yeah. Wow, that was, that was my first take was like. That's, that's a dynamic thought right there. Stop stop pretending to be something and just be it. Just do, be who you've been called to be. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. I mean, we were developing, we were developing arts at the time. I was running a studio, so we had basically a studio home we were living out of. And, you know, we, were, we, were doing, we had all the trappings of what a record label is. We right. just weren't claiming that. And when Mike said, let's stop pretending to be what we say we are and walk the walk, the, the talk that we talked, that's when things really started turning around. Uh, we recorded an album, and we had prepared to sell this thing out of our trunk. We were like, we're going to go old school. Like, we're going to put side to side. You know, we were going to stop. Like, you know, you get that ego. It's like we went to Michigan. We were this. We were that. And you know, we wanted to make sure we maintained that cool and that sexy. Right. But we decided to put that aside. And it's like, you know what? Let's humble ourselves and make this thing happen. Like we said, we're going to be or we're going to do. So we started the label. We recorded this album. And we had set out to release it ourselves. We're going to, okay, we're going to release this thing totally independently. We're going to do this big release party and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. We had like a light marketing plan, but it didn't really kind of work the way it worked. <laughs> um, the big thing we did, though, we secured this money. We said, hey, what's our home base? Like, how do we know what's most of our connection kind of, our network kind of connected by? And it was Michigan. And as you know, Miles, and please let me know if I'm being too long-winded. Cause oh, I no, I, no, I love it because people, somebody, like I said, somebody's going to hear this, and this is, this is dynamic stuff. It's going gonna, it's gonna to shake something loose for them. So just Good. Keep, okay. Keep going. <laughs> cool. Good deal. I hope my testimony can help someone else. Um, so coming from Michigan, we never have any national recording artists perform on Michigan's campus, not like pop culture kind of artists. Right. So we, and our homecoming is lackluster or right. not even a homecoming, really. Least. Exactly. So we thought this was a good opportunity that, hey, we could provide something to the community that we come from and use that as a way to leverage our company. So we sponsored Michigan's Homecoming that year. Okay. We brought, we brought um, John B., who just released an album at the time, oh, wow. and to perform um, on campus. We hosted a huge tailgate on, um, at Pizza House. We got Nelly to do a drop an audio drop for um, the Michigan versus Ohio State game. Wow. We had like, a lot of a, a lot of momentum coming behind it. We worked with the um, the African American Alumni Association to kind of really get get like I said get some momentum behind this thing. Um, and we did a voter die party with Starbucks and okay. P Diddy's um, Citizen Exchange uh, Committee or his group of the voter die campaign. And from that sparked this conversation about, okay, wow, who are these guys? You know, what's going on here? We pitched it to Starbucks, like, hey, this is what we're doing. And they were like, we'd love to be involved with that. We had our, our release party at the Detroit Yacht Club, and they were opening a store on Jefferson and, what's that, Grand Boulevard, which is okay. right by the Yacht Club. Right. And they were like, wow, like, we'd love to kind of create some synergy there. Like, clearly, you can bring bodies, and you're doing music. We start this sheer music program at Starbucks. They're like, let's put this thing together here. So they sponsor our release party. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> you preach it to the converted. We were wow. like, wow, this is great. <laughs> this is really, really great. So the release party was a, it was a great success. And we, we kind of harnessed this partnership with Starbucks where we did some shows at some of their regional their, their regional offices or regional retail stores. We did like kind of a regional tour, if you will. Okay. From that, we met some people from the NBA. They booked us on for their NBA Rhythm and Rims tour presented by Sprites. We opened up for acts like uh, Keisha Cole, the Isley Brothers, 112, Jagged Edge. Like, this is like all really, really cool stuff that was happening within a year at that, at that time, it was less than six months of our release. Wow. Um, exactly. 
very much wow. wow. And this was nowhere a part of our pl- our planning, our strategy. It was like this. We just tried to throw the strategy out the window and say, hey, we'll just adapt to everything that's going on. Um, from there, we were on tour all summer. We did 12 cities um, across the country, which was great with the NBA. It was great revenue, great visibility for us. When we were home, when we could, we did shows at home to kind of keep that local fan base going because that's important for a new band or a new a new label, new music entity. Right. Um, from there, we met someone who was doing marketing and advertising for McDonald's, and they gave we did a regional campaign for McDonald's um, where we were like we were the official song for the spicy chicken sandwich. When you got your own sandwich, man, you know you've done something big. <laughs> I know, right? It's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. So we did we did some, some uh, radio commercial ads with uh, McDonald's, which was pretty cool. We did some in-store performances at their bigger, like, like landmark stores, if you will, um, which was really, really cool. We did a, another release party in Chicago at the Water Tower, which was really, I mean, like, all these things are just kind of happening. It's just really, really good. Um, we secured the cover of Cranes in uh, July of 2007, oh, wow. Cranes Business New York. Um, so all these things were really, really cool. But when we started looking at the long-term projection, projection on what the company could do, it was like, wow, how can we recreate this? It was so, it was so serendipitous the way things came together. It's like, how can we do this again? It was like, wow, we really can't. <laughs> I mean, things kind of just <laughs> fell in our lap. Right. Really kind of just fell on our lap. And I was like, wow, you know what? We need to kind of kind of pull, pull the reins back and kind of figure out what we're going to do. And while doing that, I realized, you know, I've been running this business with my business partner, but neither one of us have any formalized business training. Hmm. It was just all kind of off the cuff, in which in, I come from a home of educators. So right. I believe that, you know, education is key. If you don't know, learn it, find out. You know, right. it's good to have instinct and kind of just, you know, wing it and kind of adapt, but you've got to be educated in what you want to do. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier in the, in the show. I was, you know, I gave him a divine intervention from uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 1 where t- the Bible tells us to learn to do well. Exactly. And in order to, to really move out in what you've been called to do, you've got to learn your craft. You've got to learn what it is you're supposed to be doing. Like, like I tell people every week, I'm not a talk show host, but I'm learning how to become a, a better talk show host. I, exactly. You know, if, if you listen to the when you listen to the podcast, you you may hear a few cracks and creaks and stuff where I, I didn't hit all the marks. But in the same sense, I'm if you listen to the first one, it's, this show is much better than the first one because I'm learning how to do this. I'm I'm taking advice from people who've done it. I'm associating myself with with people who've been victorious in this before. You know, going back to the lesson. You know, you know, and I think you know what you're telling people now is that you have to really you you can't just you can't just wing it. You know, you can, you can be successful winging it for so long, but just look at how Michael Jordan or LeBron James, they they played on teams that were lackluster, but they were the stars. But until they got connected with, with and associated with people who knew what they were doing, you know, the same is true about your education. I mean, they were good. they had to learn how to become team players, just like you had to learn how to be better at what it is you do. And when you learn how how to adapt and be better at what it is you've been called to do, you do it better. So very true. I mean, <laughs> you quote the scripture, and then another one is that they said the meek shall inherit the earth. The yes, meek sir. is those who are teachable, right? Who could be taught. Right. You have to learn. You have to be just to want to learn, have a desire to learn, and actually absorb those things to improve your craft. Right. So I figured 
you know what, this is a good time because on top of that, the industry was nose diving. I figured this is a good time for me to kind of get a better understanding of, of business um, as well as marketing, which is a huge part of the industry. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to business school okay. to kind of really figure out what I'm going to what I'm doing here, right? So I can start making, so I can like sharp skills, that that gut instinct, that intuition, sharpen that with some proven business history or business analytics, as well as you know, as well as frameworks to kind of shape my decision making process. Okay. So while here, I was like, well, you know, I want to stay with music. Of course, this is what I've been doing. I definitely want to grow Muse Recordings. Like, but I need to learn. It's like me, it's great when you put that. We need to learn. <laughs> the best way to do that is like you learn from the best. Right. So I got a job with Apple. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, um, I was like, you know, Apple, iTunes, they dominate our industry. They are the 300-pound gorilla in the room. Right. So I was like, that's where I want to work. That's where I want to learn. Right. I want to I learn from these guys. So I secured an internship, which was extremely difficult. When you talk about claiming it, I went to business school saying, all I want to do is get this degree and I want to work for Apple. I didn't recruit at any other, any other job, any other recruiter, nowhere else. Like, wow. they all came to campus. I mean, it's Michigan. Like, it's a huge top five business school in the country. Right. All these, all these different companies come in, come in camp, come on campus to recruit and get these, you know, really eager, aspiring MBAs. And I was just like, I'm not interested. I want to work for Apple. And that's where I recruited and, Thank God, that's where I, I got hired. I mean, it was like either the smartest thing I did or the dumbest thing I've done. <laughs> so, I want to interject there. This goes back to every people. This goes back to everything that we've been talking about all day. Um, you know, going back to to Marissa Coleman, the, the basketball player from the University of, of Maryland. She proclaimed that her team would that she would not let her team be defeated. She said she refused to let her team be defeated. She got she spoke out what she wanted to see happen. And you just listen to Marcus's testimony here. He he spoke out what he wanted to have happen. He didn't. There wasn't. He didn't need to, to go interview with 15 different people. He knew where he wanted to work. He and he proclaimed it. Hey, this is where I'm going to work. I'm going to work for for Apple. And where where do you work at now, Marcus? I'm at work for Apple. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I still work for Apple. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm as a songwriter and a lover of words. I think there's power in words. I mean, right. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned scripture. I mean, it's huge. It's like the word of God is what created the earth. I mean, right. words are extremely powerful. And I, if you speak it, I think that if it's, if it's in God's will and it's meant for you, that will, that's what will be. And I just believed it. I just believed that that was, was my, my future was going to go. Right. So now I'm here, finishing my MBA. I'm still with Apple. And, you know, I don't even know what the next step is going to be, to be honest with you. I'm, I plan on going to New York, and from there I just figure it out. But I really feel confident that things will come together because I'm that secure in my skill set, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just that determined to win. Right, right, and and that's where it comes, people. You know, you got to be determined to win. You can, victory comes from being determined to be victorious. And Marcus, I gotta I'm gonna wrap up your interview up here for a second, but um, I want you to stay online because I got some some uh, more guests that are coming on. I think that you know your uh, testimony falls right in line with. It. I may open up for uh, some questions later, but I want you to stay online. But I, I thank you for coming out. This has been an absolute blessing for uh, the people who listen to this podcast or people who are listening live. Also, I know that you know something that Marcus has said is gonna really you know shake something loose for you. Um, 
But before I let you go, Marcus, uh, how can people, you know, get your music? How can they find you on the Internet, or where can they find your music? You can find us at www.musrecordings.com. Okay. Or you can check for us on, on iTunes as well under Muse Recordings. Wow. This guy works for iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and his company is, is posted in iTunes. Wow, you got to love it. So one of the conflict of interest is that you Okay, Marcus. Well, thanks so much for having me, Miles. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. We, and it was an honor to have you. I'd, I'd love to do it again anytime. Yes, sir. All right, take care. Take care, you too. All right, bye. Bye. Well, people, well, with that inspiration, I, I want to segue into our next, um, our next, uh, our next um, topic, and um, I went and found a financial guru. And well, you know him now. He's 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 going to be our resident economic guru, uh, Mr. Jason Taylor. Um, he's going to come on here and he's going to tell us ways to promote financial victory um, during this current current economic um, status. Uh, Jason, are you there? Hey, Miles, how's it going? Everything's good, Jason. So uh, we we got you here today. I, I know you you were sending me some uh, you sent me a text message earlier about some some ways to promote financial victory, and, and um, could you share that with the people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, uh, you know, Miles. Uh, you know, as you may know, I, you know, I myself love television, love yes. uh, watching TV, watching my my shows, have my DVR set, you know, every week. Uh, <laughs> you know, for all the shows <laughs> I like to watch, and uh, you know, I was uh, like everyone doing little belt tightening, looking at my bills, and I, I looked at my cable bill and I said, "How am I spending this much a month for all these channels that I don't watch? Wow. Um, I watch maybe, you know." five, six, seven television shows a week. And and uh, the average American spends $70 a month on average. That's just the average. Wow. Uh, on, on cable television. Uh, and so I said, how can I, how can I save that money, put it back in my pocket? You know, that's $900 a year uh, almost over Ooh. over 12 months. Uh, so, so I said, you know, how can I put that money back in my pocket? And, Miles, here's what I did. I canceled cable. Really? I canceled cable, What Miles, about SportsCenter? So here's the thing. I still see all my shows. Oh, okay. How you pull that so, off? Here's what I want you to do. Anybody that's out there that's listening, that thinks this might be a good idea, that thinks this might, might make some sense, even if you're nervous about it, even if you say, Jason Miles, I, I can't do it. How, how, would I, how will I get to watch my show? I want you to go to cancelcable.com. It's a great website. Uh, it helped me out. It's a couple who really put on the web their testimonial about canceling cable television, Miles. Uh, uh, there are a lot of things you can do uh, to continue watching all the all the great shows you know that you like to uh, like to watch. Uh, you know maybe you don't catch all of them in you know as they're being aired. Uh, you know if they're not on broadcast television, for example. Right. And catch either online or using some tools that are available uh, uh, to you, Miles. For example, I know a lot of people out there have Netflix, right. um, and one of the things if you have even the most basic nine dollar a month Netflix account is that you can stream movies and television programs to your, uh, to your computer for free. Well, did you know that uh, Netflix has partnered with a, a company called Roku, R-O-K-U, and for $100, which compare that to the almost $1,000 a year that everyone spends on their cable, for $100 you can get that Roku box, plug it into your uh, cable television in your home, and then plug the other end into your television, and you can have stream to your television all of your Netflix movies and television shows. Wow. 
Wow. That is uh that actually is amazing. Yeah, it's 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 a great it's a, it's a great uh it's a, it's a great way to look at doing a little bit differently. Uh you know, like I said, most obviously broadcast television you can simply watch over the air. If you've got a, a HD television, then you can still watch it in HD. Uh they come in HD over the air. Uh you know, shows that are on cable and whatnot, like some of some of the various HBO shows and whatnot, you can actually catch those. Uh, either, uh, you know, I know you had Marcus on just a few moments ago. I'll, I'll help him out and plug his company. You can catch him on <laughs> iTunes. Uh, or you can, uh, you can catch a lot of them on uh, outlets like Hulu, okay. uh, which is a, a free Hulu.com. You may be seeing the commercials with Alec Baldwin uh, in them. You know, it's, it's a website with absolutely free. It shows most NBC programs as well as shows from Fox, Comedy Central, and a bunch of other uh, cable networks. Um, you can, uh, for the kids, the Disney and Nickelodeon websites show all of broadcast through the web all of their shows. Uh, they also show them again through Netflix and iTunes and Hulu. Uh, well, there's so many ways, uh, you know, to watch television. And you know, I looked at it, and in this day and age, for me personally, I rarely watch television live anyway. Right. So why wouldn't it make sense to have a box connected to my television that I could uh, just go back and watch watch all of my shows? So you know, it's it's. Uh, I thought I would start off the top with with that. You know, it's just a great way to save money, and I'm so excited about it. Wow. Well, well Jason, I appreciate you uh, for doing that. That's, that's absolutely amazing because, like I said, I, I just couldn't imagine not having having cable. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, but, I believe when I say it took me a while to come around to <laughs> cancelcable.com. <laughs> well, Jason, I want you to stay on online. We're going to uh, move to the next segment, but we appreciate that. Um, if anybody uh, – like I said, if you if anybody hears this uh, podcast, you like this segment, we want to improve this segment. Uh, Jason's going to be here uh, regularly with uh, ways to promote financial uh, victory. So, you know, email us, email me at mileswmiller at gmail dot com, and we're going to, and give us ideas, give us things you want us to research, and, and we'll have Jason, you know, go out and do the research, and and we'll come back with with good answers for you on how to uh, promote your financial victory. Jason, stay online. I want to we're going to go to the next guest. Thanks, mom. No problem, sir. Our next guest is a highly gifted and anointed man of God. He's a man of great faith. He's been mentored, coached, encouraged, and um, just been um, completely encouraged by uh, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson for over 23 years. He is uh, currently serving as the staff pastor of Great Faith Ministries Atlanta. Um, our guest operates in a, a spirit of excellence and um he passionately teaches others to keep moving and don't give up to keep moving and don't give up what uh is with great honor that i welcome to the show uh pastor Ginaldo lee pastor lee are you there yes i am how are you miles i'm great you sir it's, it's an honor to have you here i appreciate it. it's an honor to be here thank you <laughs> um so without further ado, I'm, I'm going to get right into the interview, sir. Um, you just recently uh, taught a lesson on Sunday called Defeat is Not an Option. And I want you to know something. It is really, um, that message really did something for me. It's actually fired me up this week because I, I don't I don't know what was going on, but I may, I may have been teetering on failure myself. But hearing you, you know, give that message on um, Sunday, it really fired me back up. Um, could you tell the audience what was your motivation behind that message? Hello. Hello, sir. Sorry about that, Mal. No problem, sir. You, you mentioned the message that I ministered on Sunday. Yes, sir. I, and I wanted to um, want you to tell the audience what was your motivation behind that that um, particular topic. 
Well, uh, thank you. Well, it, it, it's too many miles when you look out today, especially in the in the Christian society. Uh, you have too many people. The Bible says that have a form of godliness but denying His power. Yes, sir. And when, when you look around and you see church as, as normal, where people go into church, and most of the times when a person goes into the churches, you know they listen to the preacher preach and they go out, and half the time when they leave out, they don't. Uh, they either say I had a good time, but they don't know what the. They really don't. There's really no substance to to the message. And I believe that God's people uh, need to be empowered. So. When we came up with the uh, God impressed up in my spirit to teach on defeat is not an option, you know, when you look at the Bible and uh, I came out of Hebrews chapter 12, when it talks about, it says, therefore, um, the regular uh, Bible would read wherefore, but it really should be translated therefore. It says, seeing, us, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, it says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so does easily beset us and let us run with patience the races set before us. Each one of us, we're, we're, we're in a race. And, again, when you look at this, therefore, it, it, it refers back to uh, the previous chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, when you find ordinary people, uh, Miles, such as uh, Abraham was a, a, a liar. You look at Noah, who, who was a drunk. You look at Samson, who was a person, person of, of passion. You okay. look at Rahab, who was a prostitute. So you, you find all of these people that were considered and looked upon as, as heroes of faith. And the thing about them, they, they were not defeated. And so I'm trying to bring uh, the message to, to our people to let them know that the Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So just to tap into that power that, that God has given us, and not just, again, to come to church and say I had a good time, but to leave out of those doors empowered, knowing that through Christ that all things are possible. Yes, sir. And that, that's absolutely a great thing to hear. I had actually talked about that earlier in the show about, you know, believing that, we, you know, with Christ all things are possible. Um, right. Sir, with the current state of the economy, uh, many people are growing very, very weary. And um, how would you advise them to keep moving and, and don't give up in this current time? Well, it, whether you proclaim to be a, a Christian or not, I mean, if you, if you look around and ask anyone whether you're on your job, whether – uh, who, whoever you come in contact with, everyone has an allegiance to some sort of, of God, and, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, we know that we serve. I believe that I serve the true and living God, whose name is Jesus Christ. Right. But other than that, there's, there's a strength and there's a hope that all of us have inside of us. And you have to understand that God gives us all five senses, you know, and so you have to pull on the inside, and you have to pull on this universe. There's energy in this universe, Miles. There's, there's, there's power. There's negative forces, and there's evil forces. And life is about choices. So when you look at the economy, you have a, you have a, a decision to make. Either I'm going to look and, 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 and listen to what they're saying, they're telling you, even the president is telling you that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right. So what do I have to do? I have an, an, an option. Either I could uh, allow that th those words to sink into my spirit and I can move uh, backwards, so I can say, you know what, you know, I know that there's some energy out there, there's some power out there, and notice again, you know, that I'm not going to, for the sake of anyone's religion, I'm not going to say um, who you should believe in, but I, again, I believe that Jesus Christ is the, the, the Son of God and that all power is in his hand. But right. you have to pull on that positive energy, Miles, and, and look at your current situation and, and know, you know, as you teach that, you know, God has uh, called all of us to be to be champions. So, you know, there, there's a power and there's a strength that I believe, and it comes through meditation, Miles. 
you know, with, with, with so much hustle and bustle going on in the world today, you, you need to take time out and get to yourself and get quiet, you know, and pull on that pull on that power and strength and pull down from what's inside of you because know this, that somebody is watching you. So always, right. I always try to make sure that I'm an encouraging, encouragement to, to someone else. And, you know, if it, I got to say, Miles, if I'm going to sweat, if I'm going to cry, I'm going to get in my closet, I'm going to do it by myself. When I come out, I'm coming out fighting. Right. You know, someone is looking unto me for some strength. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, I, I talked to the audience. I've been talking to the audience the last couple of weeks. I've been telling them we gonna, that I would talk about favor. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I whenever it's, it's like this. If you go to the doctor's office and you need some specialized help, you, you, you want a specialist to come in and, and do the work. Well, today I feel like I got the specialist in, uh, someone who, who uh-huh. knows favor firsthand. Uh, t- can you tell the audience how, to, how you operate or how to operate in um, favor? Well, you know, first of all, I'd like to say this, that, that favor, uh, the Bible says in Luke 2 and 52 that Jesus himself increased in, in stature and favor with God and man. First of all, I believe that favor comes from a relationship with God, but you have to understand that God is a spirit. You can't see him physically, but he's a spirit. Again, he's a power, so you have to pull on him. You have to meditate. You have to go after him. And through that serving, Miles, the the favor of God has come up on my life through many years of serving and keeping the right attitude. You know, if you look in professional sports and dealing with that message uh, very briefly that I talked about, that defeat is not an option. You know, a lot of times, Miles, you hear about uh, hothead rookies who come into the league and just think that they're just God's gift to the sport. And and what happens, usually it it really doesn't take long for some of these athletes to get a a rude awakening of uh, of a heavy dose of reality that – they're really only one among many on a team, you know, and and, and they really find out that their coaches really do know more than them. And so what I had to find out, Miles, how favor came up in my life is through serving, realizing that, yes, God has given me talent, but I can do better with a team around me, you know. So my thing is I make other people look good through my servanthood and through pressing into God, then that favor come up on me because, again, my dream is to make you happy. If I can make you happy because the, law, the, the world operates on a principle, and that is giving. So if right. I give, it's going to be given back to me. So right. as I serve myself, as I, if I, as I serve others and, and, and do it from my heart, then in turn it comes back on me. And the favor of God comes. I always say, you notice, my others, I always say, I can't give you nothing that I don't have. Right. One thing <laughs> I do know all my life is favor, and that comes through serving. Yes, sir. Sir, well, there, there, there are people out here that I know are going to hear this podcast, and like I said at the beginning, I know this, this show is going to change somebody's life, and I believe that there, um, there are some people out there now who are flirting with failure and they're, they're dabbling with defeat, and I want to know, I want you to, if you can, just pray for them to come out victoriously. I sure will. Well, those of you who are, who are listening uh, live today and those who will hear this podcast, first of all, again, the Bible says, all can't believe all things are possible to him that believeth. First of all, you have to know that, again, that your strength comes from God. You know, you have to understand that you are nothing without him. Any gifts, any talents that, that God has given you, you better make sure that you don't take his glory because that's one thing God said I won't share is my glory. So I want to pray right now. I want everyone just to look to the Lord, bow your head, whether you're driving, in your homes, wherever you are, and let's look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for an opportunity to come across Father, this air, these airways today, we thank you even for miles, God, and the doors that you're opening up for him. And, Father, I pray for this listening audience today that those who are struggling with defeat, those who feel like throwing in the towel, Father, would stop where they are right now and lift up their hands unto you and lift up their hearts, God, and to receive you in 
Father as their Lord and their Savior, knowing that there's nothing too hard for you. I come against the spirit of depression right now. I come against the spirit of giving up, and I command their faith to come alive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, let them have a personal experience with you today. Father, I pray now that every negative person that's in their lives, that you would subtract them now. Every person that's not adding to them, God, subtract them, for you are a God of multiplication. Now, God, I speak peace that surpasses all understanding. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Sir, it's, it's absolutely been an honor, and I know that somebody's going to hear this podcast, and, and their life has just been changed by that prayer. And, I, you know, I appreciate you for, for everything. And before I let you go, I want to also let you know I, I appreciate you uh, importantly, too, because I mentioned, if you hear the first podcast, I mentioned you as one of the three people who has changed my life, you know, wow. one, of my, one of my three mentors who, who really, you know, changed the, the, the whole trajectory of my life. And I appreciate you for, you know, even helping me improve the way I dress, the way I look, the way I walk, the way I talk, I mean, everything. I, I mean, you've definitely, you know, been a major impact to my life, and I want you to, you as well as Lady Tiffany to know that, you know, I appreciate you, I love you, and I, you know, as as you already know, I, I pour my heart out to you, man. I, I love you, and I, I really appreciate you. Well, Miles, well, I, I appreciate you, and I, and I humbly um, thank you for that, and, and I know that you're a real young man, and I see great potential in you, and, and one thing I do know is that, you know, you, you keep on pressing, Miles, and, you know, don't worry about your shortcomings, don't worry about how many verbs you split, you know, you got to understand that through, through your practice and through your experience and getting out there, God is going to open up a supernatural door for you. And I'm just encouraged to know that, you, that, that you're in my life, and I appreciate you. And you are a man of integrity. And, uh, you know, I just pray God's blessings upon you and your family. And, uh, you know, if, if I could steal your line, Miles, I, I would say that you're, you're a phenomenal young man. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you as, as well. Yes, sir, I appreciate it, and I receive that. I definitely receive that, sir. And, um, awesome. Um, I just I, again I thank you. Um, people, this has been a, a absolutely amazing day. Um, again, like I told you, I was gonna bring some amazing people in here to to really um, to pour into you today because I don't I don't want you to to be the same way you were when you when you first listened to this podcast near the end. I want you to to have you know met with a you know a way to change. I wanted to pr- provide with you a way to change, and there's actually a I didn't do this last week, so you know, forgive me, please. I actually have. Uh, I'm supposed to give you a divine intervention every week, and I did not give you a, uh, one last week. So I'm, you get two today. You get a double dosage today. The second one, our second divine intervention for the day, comes from Exodus 15 and number 15 and two, which states, "The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory." Today, people, this it's about victory. It's about winning. It's in, in, in the you know you've got. I brought three people in here who showed you ways to, to walk victoriously. And the message, even how to ensure your victory over defeat, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. That's, the, that's my motto, that's my mantra, that's my life. You know, I can sit here and tell you lots and lots of different things, but one thing I can tell you is that, just like the, our presence of wisdom from earlier in the day, if you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. Well, your dreams are the same way, your visions are the same way, your goals are the same way. If you are willing to walk down that path to get your goals, if you're willing to do what it takes, you know, you'll have it. Believe it, envision it, proclaim it, plan it, 
associate with it, work it, and expect it. And guess what? We'll see you being victorious. Understand this. I love you. I care about you. I want to see you victorious. I want to see you win. Again, this is I'm Miles Miller. This is Creating a Championship Standard of Living, and I want you to know don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and have a great day.